0: Church, as we get ready to read God's word, let us pray for enlightenment from the Lord regarding his word and message. Lord God, reveal to us what may have once been hidden in your holy words. May our minds be softened to your teachings and our hearts molded into your will. Guide our time here and our actions as we apply your teachings. Amen. Our scripture lesson today is from selected verses in Acts 2. It is the account of the Holy Spirit descending upon the apostles during the Jewish celebration of Pentecost. We pick up in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven came a sound like the rush of a violent wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting... Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them the ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in in their native language. Of each, amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native tongue? Our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my Spirit. And they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in heaven In the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of God shall be saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Church, what compelled Peter? Peter, the man who denounced Jesus three times in Jesus' time of need to speak in front of thousands. There's a one-word answer for this. It's hope. You see, Peter's whole life has been built on hope. As a fisherman, there's a science to fishing But ultimately it comes down to hoping and praying you catch the fish. So Peter is called out of this profession as a fisherman to follow the life of a rabbi he hopes will guide him. He hoped to go through life with this great teacher who trusted Peter with doing miracles and having the power to do great works. But then that teacher is taken from him. And Peter sees it coming, and in a hope to save his teacher, he defends himself with a sword. Ultimately, though, his efforts fall short, and then he sees his hope die on a cross. So now Peter holds on to the teachings of his rabbi, his friend, and his Lord. And after three days, his hope is restored to life, literally being raised from the dead on the day that we call Easter. But again, after a short time with his resurrected Lord, Jesus ascends into heaven, leaving Peter on earth. This time, when Jesus leaves, he promises that the same hope that Peter has while Jesus is physically with him on earth will be restored and that all people will be given comfort and power through what is called the Holy Spirit. As our lesson begins today, we find ourselves in a room with all the believers. It's seven weeks after the resurrection of Jesus. And the hope of the Holy Spirit is loudly and freely provided. But then you have to think, what must Peter and the other disciples have thought when they see flaming tongues appear upon each other's heads? And Then you have to think, what would your first reaction be? Certainly they were a little scared and bewildered. But And, and, and you see, there are over a hundred believers at this time, and they are all gathered in this place. When the Holy Spirit descends upon them, imagine being a passerby, and you hear this hurricane-force wind flow through the streets and enter into this house, and then a hundred or so people come out of the house, and they may still have flaming tongues on their heads, but they're speaking. and They're speaking in different languages. And then you pick up that one of them is speaking in your language about this God, this Jesus, that you hadn't heard about. See, the followers of Christ took the opportunity to use this gift that was given to them even though it scared them at first. Now I want us to imagine ourselves in Peter's shoes. As Peter, you're a leader in this community, and you are certainly bewildered at first by what is uh, happening around you on this day, but then you are ecstatic. And you are ecstatic because you realize the promise Jesus made before he ascended into heaven has come true. Your hope has been restored once again, and now there is physical and spiritual proof of the Lord for all to see and share in. And then the opportunity comes for you as Peter to stand up for your people. And it comes that that hope that was so strong just a few months ago with Jesus here with you is now literally radiating out of you. You see, for Peter, hope has gotten you through life to this point. But now against all odds of being a denier of Jesus, being rebellious, violently striking out with a sword, and being short-minded in your responses to Jesus, now you are the one who is helping to inspire hope in others. The day of Pentecost is a symbol of hope. A fulfillment of Jesus' last promise before his ascension and of prophecies long ago. The hope of the Lord has come down with a loud announcement. But having received now this promise and power, what's next? What do the disciples do with this hope now? And equally important is what do you and I do? For Peter's message and the coming of the Holy Spirit is not just for those that were gathered on that one day, but it's for you and me and all those who follow. We can take an example from our uh, confirmands. Today, who were um, at our 9 o'clock service uh, officially confirmed and welcomed in as new members, we celebrate their profession of faith in joining St. Stephen's. And it should get us excited to let the rushing wind of the Holy Spirit act as a breath of oxygen to the coals of our souls. Stoking once was once stoking what was once embers to a fire. But knowing also that it may take more than one breath. But as long as that door is open and we let the oxygen, that is the Holy Spirit, flow in, the hope will forever be alive in us. See, Peter and the other followers of Christ would have seen how much of a gift this was, even in the midst of their bewilderment, is an answer to their prayers. They have been persecuted and sought after in this time, and now they've been given power. And what they did immediately after should serve to us as an example of our next steps. And in fact, we can again look to our confermans today who have started this. Our confermans, Lucas, Jonas, and Leah, have felt the call of God Then they intentionally sought to gather with others to learn more, a.k.a. joining confirmation class, going through it for the past few months uh, together, and then today responding to all that they have been seeking and hearing from God in service this morning. Now, so you and I also are called to act upon these gifts of fiery hope. See, the followers of Jesus on that day were not all great public speakers or preachers, and neither was Peter. Yet they listened to and acted upon the Holy Spirit using the gift that was given to them right then. Now, whether you know your spiritual gifts or not, you still have them. They are still free to you. And they can change over time. And we can think about it as the Spirit, as this wind flows in our lives, it may shift that fire from one coal to another, igniting with you and I hope in a new way. I want to remind you, church, that today these confirmands who we welcomed in and we celebrate with, they're now our responsibility. In our liturgy that we shared in our 9 a.m., this is what it says when speaking to you, the church. Members of the household of God, I commend these persons to your love and care. And I ask you, will you do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope? and perfect them in love. As the church, specifically St. Stephen's, we again must take up our cross, renouncing sin and death, and embracing life in Christ, and setting an example of how to live in beloved community for those that are joining our community. Again, increase their faith, Confirm their hope and perfect them in love. We are called to do this this day during uh, our service with our confirmands. But also with everyone else. You see, with this powerful gift from God, we do not want to waste nor neglect it. So I call on us to use it and start by letting the hope you have be shared with our three confirmands. To help them grow in faith. So that their hope may grow even more. For you see, the Lord does bestow on us gifts. And they are free because that is the definition of a gift. It is free. And you know, maybe you don't know them. But maybe you like to serve in the background and support people. Maybe... You have a love for, or it comes naturally to encourage others. Or you are just filled with confidence and the peace to go up and talk to people about your risen Lord and Savior Jesus. Maybe you are a teacher. Maybe you love to tell other people and walk other people through scripture. It could be that you are someone that walks with people through life. It could be that you are administratively skilled. It could be that you are given the gift of tongues and interpretation of prophecy, of dreams. But know, church, that we need each other. For nor you nor I or our confirmants have every single gift in spades. So once we gather together to use these gifts together, that is when we see the power of the Holy Spirit flowing through us and igniting the embers into flames in our church to help our church grow in faith and hope. You don't have all the gifts, which is why we need each other. We are here to support each other and remember the promises that we make to each other and to God in services like our confirmation service. So receive these gifts. Use these gifts all to help support those around you, including our confirmants. And know that the Holy Spirit that filled the disciples with the ability to speak in different languages, to preach, evangelize, and do miracles is alive today. And we can receive it today, whether for the first time or whether it is a rekindling of the fire within us, the stoking of embers in our hearts and minds that sustains our gifts and brings us to life. Church, hope is alive. And like a fire, it is ready to ignite and change your life as we see in Peter, in the disciples, and yes, in our confirmands in each other today. Open the door for life in the Spirit to move again and be a part of the big and the small miracles that happen every day. Amen.